on this episode of Help Is On The Way. And which it should be normal. It should be normal to be able to talk about uh, everything with your circle or your crew or whatever you want to call it to where they look not looked at as being soft, as being, you know, you know something wrong with him. What they say, he he, he a deck short or something like that. You yeah. know? What is what, what card is he missing? Yeah. I mean, we never knew what card they missing. <laughs> this episode of Help Is On The Way is sponsored by Icarus Recovery, the best pain relief spray, period. The link is in our bio. Please support our sponsors. What do you feel about that, Wally? Um, I think when it comes <laughs> to the government, when it comes from the government, uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, they deal with our issues or issues from a um, statistic point of view. We just need the resources and have the right people in these positions that come from that environment. Uh, if a person tell me, hey, you shouldn't drink and drive, I'm going to listen to the message, but I'm going to even listen to the message more. If a person who was caught up in a situation got a DUI or crashed or had an accident versus a person who say, well, let's say if you came from this neighborhood, you're going to be an alcoholic or you're going to have drinking issues. So we need the government resources. And we also need to have people in position who've been through it, that walk of life so they can help uh, rebuild the village I always talking about. Okay. That's Wally's take. What do you say about that, Mark? There's a part of it that, <clears throat> that I agree with. The other part, and I don't know, maybe you're not saying this, but the government, they don't know how to address the issue. Now, they put us in this situation, oh, without a doubt, right? Um, but I feel like they don't know how to address the issue, and sometimes they throw things at us that's not really helpful, right? And I actually digs us deep into a hole. So the way I would see, now I think that the government, so if you're looking at it, I look at it as like a puzzle, right, a piece. You know, they have a piece in it that they have to put in, mm -hmm. right? And that's the resources. But it's up for us, our community and our community leaders, which sometimes we lack or get paid off or get killed off. But our community leaders is what steps in. And in the therapy world, they call it wellness champions that steps in mm -hmm. to say, all right, this is the program. This is the plan that we need because the government doesn't even understand our culture. So if they don't understand our culture, how do you understand to get to to uh, get a child to stop doing what they're supposed to do. Not not doing, I'm sorry. So, for instance, you have like a pastor or a coach. Yeah. Those were the people that were the biggest impact for our lives. Like, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Somebody around the neighborhood that would say, hey, listen, try out for the basketball team or, or be a part of PAL. And then they will be able to pour into us. Now, they need to be funded by the government. Okay. Yes. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they have an understanding where they can relate. They understand the culture. They understand the family. They understand everything, the environment that you're in, living in. So they have the idea of how to bring you on to a better, uh, or bring you to a better situation. And they need to be funded by the government. You know, it always seem like things that can help save lives or change, um, you know, conditions. There's someone that's also making money off of those conditions. So I think is a, it can be done. Don't get me wrong. I have faith. It can be done. Yeah. But we also have to realize that there's pharmaceutical companies making money off of these issues. There's so many different things that's coming from these issues that's making money. Sometimes when money is a part, that's why it goes back to, I think, um, we have to be the ones who went through it, uh, hands-on going through it to be the ones to help pacify that situation. So you're saying they let the mental health, mental health issues rock because they're making money off of them. Now, I did read something recently that said 
the reason they show us um, slave movies and they show us trauma, they show us getting beat by police and et cetera, is to keep the anxiety high. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's what it does to you. When you see, I mean, it, you really, it, it was heavy watching that last one in Memphis yeah. where those guys beat the people. It was heavy watching that, right? Yeah. So it does do something to you. Now, a lot of people have to say okay to put something on the news like that. Why would they do that? And people are saying it's people who benefit from it, like what you're saying. So to give you an example as well, I like that. Um, we see things on the news, on the media, right? Mm -hmm. Something similar to what you're talking about. But there's no news to show us how can we fix the situation. There's no Band-Aid. There's no peroxide. There's nothing to help clean that wound. There's not So um, example I have is this, this team I was with, a uh, company, uh, one of our players passed away so suddenly to where we wasn't even able to go to the funeral. We needed some kind of con consoling mm -hmm. because I knew it did a toll mentally on us individuals because we spent more time with the with the players than we did with our own families at one point. So there's so many different levels of it, and I think it's just really identifying it because who was going to say, yo, man, I messed up, yo, flash pass, yo, yo, you going through this, you going through that. But by us being from the same environment, we kind of knew where each other was going to, but we needed professional help to mentally give us for if that was to happen again. Yeah, counseling. Counseling, definitely. So you're saying there's a lot of issues that we need counseling for that we don't get the counseling. Because it's not, once again, I say the entertainers, the athletes, um, people like ourselves, those that think like us are going to be the ones who help it. We're not trying to take credit for it. We just know that there's issues in our community and we could sort through where it stemmed from because there's so many different aspects of it. But we know so many different people who have many different walks of life and aspects of life who've been through things. And it's just really getting that that platform to where they feel comfortable talking about it. How early do you think this starts? Mental well, health issues. You know, now that you know better, you do better, you know? So now that we know better, we can do better. I think it starts, it can start as early as a, a two-year-old, right? So they, everybody, whoever's developing, you, you're seeing things. There's things I remember when I was four or five years old. Do you think you could be born with mental health issues? Yeah, of course. You know, you could be born with, with a, a mental issue or um, everybody has some type of... Um, is it passed down, a trait? It's yeah, like at this point, trauma is in our DNA. Yeah. Right. Our grandparents went through it. They yeah. raised our parents. They were raised by people who we know. And some some of some of our our grandparents were raised by former slaves. Yes. My great grandmother was a product of a rape on a slave plantation, which is why I have freckles. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? This is how like, this stuff eyes change colors because my grandmother's mother was a, a slave owner, a wife. That's how we got the uh, yeah. acres of lands and stuff down south. And they, they, yeah. So it's, it's, you're right. I think, I think even even knowing they could be born into it, I think that was a part of the lineage or the part that they kept out. You know what? Even with now, from my bullock side, it's always like you're a bullock. You're just not going to cry. I have a hard time crying, no matter what happened. Because mm -hmm. as a bullock, it is passed that. I don't understand what it is, but it is passed down. Now, when I talked to my great uncle, I was driving to North Carolina, I had a chance to like talk to him about everything going on. When I heard about the family issues that they went through, I kind of understand how I feel now. Yeah. As a person, like they was at a table, they wasn't allowed to talk mm -hmm. at dinner. 
No one. So I said, oh, I'm Clarence. Yeah, I didn't talk at all. No. What'd y'all do? Just ate. I said, did, did uh, Papa and Grandma talk? No. No talking. Yeah, yeah. They came from some... They it, came, it was hard. Because that's come from slavery. You couldn't talk. But yeah. he was... His parents was killed. And he basically was raised as a slave in Virginia until he turned 18 years old. Didn't know his birthday. Didn't know, his, didn't know how old he Didn't know his real name. Nothing. Wow. Just when he got to the age that they said he was 18, was he able to go? And so now, he, coming from that, he gets married and I have children, which is my great uncle. How can he really be a father? How can he be a husband? How can he be really? He did the best that he could. But that toughness was passed down. Then that was passed down to my father. Then that was passed down to me. So every every generation, I feel like, is getting better. But we're still affected. I'm still affected from that. You're right about that, right? So one thing, once I turned my life over to God, I started going to church. I started serving Christ. And the one thing that I think really stood out to me is that I began to thaw out. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I really like felt my heart actually thawing out. Yeah. Like I started to feel things again and to care and to have regular emotions because the music industry and the mixture of it with the streets and all this different, you got to be so hard and tough and, you know, you got to take a lot on the chain because it's like pause because it's like, you know, <laughs> people tell you, you know, you they you they guy for life and they going to hook you up with this big opportunity Monday, never answer the phone again. You got to, you make yourself hard. Mm -hmm. Women or tell you they love you, and then you come to the next video shoot, and they on the next man lap, and they leave with him. And it's so many different things. Deals go wrong after people pretend to be family, and they'll rob you for millions, right? So you become so hard. And one of the moments, so like you, I hadn't cried in like 10 years at that point, right? And the very, this is funny, it's funny that you hear, it's ironic, because the very moment that I had like my first cry in like, eight to 10 years was when I was, I was practicing with my band. I didn't even know Wally knew them, Dondi and them. Mm -hmm. I was practicing my new music, my new set, right? With my band. And, um, Wally comes in with a camera, right? And that was the first time I, I yo, I, like I start doing this music. I feel the presence of God. I feel the anointing. Even Dondi said it then on that, right? We got it on tape where he's like, bro, those is real tears. Like this isn't a show. Like, this guy isn't acting. That's the first time I cried in, like, 10 years. He comes right in with a camera. He didn't know what he was coming into. <laughs> he just knew it's going to be music going, y'all rehearsing. This is going to be dope. He comes in with a camera and catches me right on tape crying. And that's the first time I cried in, like, 10 years. I'm about to cry right now. So I was like, I was like yo, this is as a bugged out moment for me. Yeah. So I feel you on that. Yeah. You can't express. And, and it's natural and it's needed. God made us that way. He made you with tears and tear ducts and to feel things and express what you feel. So if somebody tells you you can't, now it becomes unnatural. So then it has to come out. Mm -hmm. It has to come out. And yeah. it's supposed to come out through tears. So if it doesn't, how does it get expressed? Well, that that's a good point you made because... As my relationship with God changed, that part of me changed. Now, emotionally, as far as when things happen in life, I, I don't, I wouldn't like cry. Mm -hmm. But if the presence of God comes, mm -hmm. oh man, I, I, yeah. I can't fight it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's something where it's like, and you know, God is a big element as far as 
the healing process, I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, and being able to release that as a man, when you when you praising God or or you experience God in the presence of God, just you know, uh, overwhelms you. Those tears, those tears come out, and mm-hmm. that was that's that's been a great experience for me mm-hmm. to be able to experience the presence of God, where I can have that that type of release. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I think a lot of people are missing that that element. Okay, because that takes us somewhere else. That takes us to a place where it says, you know, we're looking at where a real relationship, a right relationship with God is a help, is a cure for mental health issues, no matter how deep and grassrooted they are, right? And so that's probably one of our biggest issues is getting away from that, right? Yeah, there's causes. There's people that are not going to escape their accountability, Mm -hmm. but that relationship with God changes everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, so imagine having all these issues and also trying to navigate the world with no relationship with your creator. Well, that prayer in the morning that me and Wally do every morning, that's changed my life. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. My life is literally not the same. So let me, so let me, let's, let's talk about that then. So what, tell me some before and after, tell me some differences from before y'all started this to, to what's your life or your day or what's like afterward where you're saying it made this impact and this difference? Just being conscious that God is with me throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Or even we called each other before we even pray, mm-hmm. you know, and then we pray and then we talk after. Mm-hmm. So number one, being accountable to the other person. We're accountable to each other. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to be on top of the morning every day. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be some things I don't feel like doing or I'm, I'm doing something or vice versa with him or, you know, somebody's not feeling well. But we look each other out, so we hold each other accountable to each other and we hold each other accountable to God because mm-hmm. we made a commitment to God that we was going to get on this thing every morning Mm-hmm. Shout God out and make sure God is with us yeah. throughout the day. So that changed. So starting your day off on a right foot changed my life. Because now when I would normally just get up and just go drive or whatever, somebody tell me, somebody beat the horn at me or whatever. You can you can catch any type of mark. <laughs> 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 it depends on what day it is, you know, I, whatever. You can catch it. But now... I started my day off with prayer, conversation with God, and conversation with my brother. So now somebody do something, flip the bird, whatever at me. It's, it's, I'm in a different mode. I, 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 okay. I'm gonna let that go a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just, I was just with God. I'm not gonna respond the same exact way. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. just had a conversation with my brother. I'm not gonna respond in a certain way. So God is plays. You know, I know in my life plays a major role. And then having an accountability partner with you plays a major role, and it changes your whole dynamics on how your day starts. Yeah, and my uh, brother uh, Muta was having that conversation. He said uh, when he go, he drive trucks. Mm-hmm. So he was like, um, I went over the other day. He was listening to some uh, like gospel music, right? Mm-hmm. And him, you know, we share different. That's music. how I start my day and end my night. I go to sleep to gospel instrumentals. And as soon as I wake up. I put the same thing on, so continue. He said he can't. Um, I said, yo, what you listen to before you go to work? He looked at it like four, 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 five in the morning. He said, yo, I can't listen to certain music. It gotta be like some gospel because what go back what you said, Mark. Yeah. Um, having that that spirit is positive. 
It's all positive spirit. So, like you said, somebody may come by and do something, you're like, you just literally, like, you laugh it off. You know what I mean? So, I think the help on the issue that we're talking about is uh, the people, places, the things, the accessibility, and how, how do we how do we make this to where it's normal? And which it should be normal. It should be normal to be able to talk about uh, everything with your circle or your crew or whatever you want to call it to where they look not looked at as being soft, as being, you know, you know, something wrong with him. What they say he 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 a deck short or something like that. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. what is what, what card is he missing? Yeah. I mean, we never knew what card they missing. <laughs> I mean, so we gotta, <laughs> we gotta analyze this deck. That's instead of us just, just instead of us just saying, yeah. yo, he or she have an issue or have a situation. Yo, heat sixty thirty. You know they got names for this stuff that we're yeah, talking about, yeah, yeah. but nobody ever came up with what is the symptoms of what it is. How did it get to that schizophrenia? Bro, that's what somebody what told me. How? That's what somebody told me. Seven thirty came from because that's what yeah, time they delivered the pills in jail. Oh, really? So yeah, on but, yo, he's seven thirty. That means yo, he's bald, he's crazy. He's bugged out. But what is his situation? And it became a cool <laughs> name to have rather than. It's a real issue. Like we, so that's the other thing. First of all, in the hood, we crack a lot. Mm-hmm. We go. We need to stop thinking everything is a joke. For real. Right? And everything is a game. That's Unless, the healing mechanism, though. Yes. Yeah, laughing at stuff, that's a nervous reaction. It's all kind I laughed at all kind of stuff that ain't funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I'm laughing right now, and it's not funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's certain things. It's saying, like you said, man, these are clinical, diagnosable things with real names. Mm-hmm. Right. And so athletes, rappers, influencers, please tell people talk, it's OK not to be OK. Bottom line, you don't stay not OK, mm-hmm. but it's OK to admit like, yo, this is a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, these is my guy. I vent to these guys all the time. You know, I'm, I'm probably known as a person who probably talk too much. And I don't care if it's a business meeting or whatever. <laughs> I might go off track. I'm going to get it out now. I want to say this, too. The microphone hmm. has been my outlet. Pure therapy, right? So look, don't worry about doing art only to get rich and famous and whatever. Do art sometimes because it's therapeutic. You probably found therapy in the basketball court, right? Definitely. The court was my canvas. And my style of play was uh, my artwork. Some artwork was abstract. Okay. I'm the backboard, breaking the rim. So um, I noticed... If I had a problem, if I wasn't feeling good, I'm going to a, to the park. Yeah. That could have been some kind of issue, but I was able to have an outlet, which was a cool outlet. Mm-hmm. It might be 20 of us or 10 of us on the court. We all suffering from something, not even knowing because Ooh, we got the ball. But great. how about those that's not an athlete? How about those that's just regular kid, go to school, you know, come from a single or both parent home with grandma, grandpa, you know, uh, those ones... How do they express themselves? How do they have that conversation with themselves versus this crew in high school don't like that person, don't like that person, but it might be this group that's really going through the mental health versus the one person they don't like. So it's just how do we make this popular? And once again, I think it's going to be sports, entertainment, uh, education, and the things that we're doing to help bring that to light. Because uh, I know they got the AA meetings, right? Mm-hmm. Do they have meetings for people who feel as though they have an issue or, or going through something? Well, yeah, that's a good thing. That's popular. That up. Now, yeah. Yeah, it's popular. Well, yeah, that, I say popular. Inaccessible. It's popular, yes, yeah. Inaccessible, right? And in that circle. Inaccessible. And you're right because, like, it's just recently where they came up mm-hmm. with this whole thing, like, um, urban P- PTSD, right? Urban PTSD. I am traumatized from growing up in the hood. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
the things that the noises from war yeah. in Afghanistan, I hear in my neighborhood, I'm five. Yeah. Right. So the kid in Syria, when his crib get bombed and his block get blown up, well, it sound like that around the corner for me, too, because they got the same weapons. You see what I'm saying? And he gets help from mm -hmm. countries, from governments. They fly him out. They take him somewhere else. They give him every resource he needs to be a good citizen at wow. some point. Identifying wow. it. We don't wow. get that. Nope. We go through the same thing. And then wow. you just tell us, go to class, pay attention, stay out of jail. Like you said, um, say no to drugs. Well, it ain't that easy. Nah. And I'm not condoning it and saying it's okay, but it ain't that easy, right? They said marijuana use is higher in people who, in, in communities with higher mental health issues. Oh yeah, you think so? I don't smoke them. I haven't smoked in since about 2004. But listen, I was a much calmer person when I did. Yeah, look at me. This is a calm person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, we're going to take a break right there. We're going to take a break right there. Once again, <laughs> help is on the way. Nucci Ray, the main event. Mark Bullock. Listen, we are sponsored by BetterHelp. Our mission is to make professional therapy accessible, affordable, convenient, so anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anytime, anywhere. If you need help, um, you could get online therapy. Click the link in the bio. Use the link in the bio so that we could keep this going. Help is on the way. We'll be back. This episode of Help is on the Way is sponsored by Icarus Recovery, the best pain relief spray, period. The link is in our bio. Please support our sponsors.